The following is a Talking Buds podcast special presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, the bar is open. Come on in and join the buds for a Maple Leafs postseason pint. My friend Harry and I would uh, like to buy you guys a round of beers. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. All right, cut the music, cut the music, cut the music. Do you have anything you want to say, or do you want me to just, do you want me to just go? No, you just go, man. Just go. It's over. Like, enough is enough. This core, this expensive group of players that you've assembled and the philosophy with which you've built this roster upon, it's over. It's over. It ended tonight. You technically didn't make the playoffs. Yes, you were in the qualifying round, but you, you you did not make the first round of the playoffs. That's a fact. Just, I don't want to hear about any, like, feel-good comeback stories in Game 4. Like, I don't want to hear about any of that. Like, it's, it's, it's not good enough. Just an uninspired effort tonight in an elimination game. Like, I'm at the point... Everybody on this roster not named Austin Matthews is on the table. Period. Freddie Anderson, you're at the top of that list. You cannot win the big game. No, he really cannot. I'm and tired that of was, this. That, that second goal was terrible. Like, I'm tired not, of this, come man. Come on, man. And, you're, and you lose to a team that is a, they're, they're a good team, but their, their highest paid player makes $6 million. You lose to a collection of good hockey players that play a good system and don't need to be paid $11 million to to play hockey, and they're not going to stay at home. Like, it's just frustrating that a team like this can just beat them out. And it's over again. Kyle Dubas has one card left to play, and it's the card that Masai Ujiri played when he traded DeMar DeRozan. It's like, you have got to take a foundation building block of your team and move it out to fix your blue line that is simply not good enough. And I'm I'm so I'm so I don't know what emotion I'm feeling right now. Like it's it's like a a cross-pollination of anger and defeat and sadness and just a general like loss for words like I don't know man like this is this is ridiculous it's just a familiar feeling at this point like I, I I'm used to feeling like this now and it's just a joke it is a joke like, like, it is a joke. a joke like being a fan of this team is a joke it's a joke like it sucks but it's just like it's time like I'm sorry like no more like we're gonna wait and we need to mature and we're gonna no 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 this is four years in a row now that you have done nothing in the postseason. So 
like I said, anyone not named Austin Matthews, and realistically, John Tavares as well, because at his age and that cap hit, no one's going to take him without the Leafs retaining salary. So realistically, of your core pieces, those two are the two coming back. But Mitch Marner, oh my God, who wants him? Who wants him? Who wants him for a defenseman? Like, who want Freddie Anderson, who wants him? Or or we're not re-signing Freddie Anderson. It's not happening. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I, I had no idea. Like, they just got to be feeling, like, Brendan Shanahan has to be just going home and he's not going to be able to sleep for a week. How do you feel if you're him right now? I feel like an idiot. Yeah. They should all feel stupid. Like, this just, it is just almost laughable. Being a fan of this team at this point. Yep. Like, I don't want to get too dark, but, like, it just sucks, man. Like, they just lost again. Yep. Yep. Again. I know. They have not, this, you know, you're right. They they technically did not make the playoffs. Like, we're going on 15 years not winning a playoff round. Yep. And, of course, they win 3 nothing. It's just, this is, this is getting ridiculous at this point. It is ridiculous. Joke. Well, it's just it's to the point where it's like the the philosophy in which Kyle Dubas has built this team with the players he's um chosen to build it with are it's wrong. Like do do you need a complete like philosophical like shift? No, but you need to acknowledge that this group of players that you have assembled isn't it's not the right group of players. And and let me tell you something else. Since Mike Babcock got fired, um, I have done nothing but come on this podcast and sing Sheldon Keefe's praises. I thought he was a bonehead tonight. He was a bonehead. He he loaded up that first line, and it was just a ripple effect. And listen, I'm not I'm not trying to contradict myself. I'm all about loading up a line, but at the same time, it's like. The Nylander line was awful. William Nylander was awful tonight, and I don't totally blame that on him because he's going from being a winger to a center, and the too many men on the ice penalty at the beginning of the game was a result of him just being like, oh, yeah, I'm a center now. And just like the, and putting it on Dreas Janssen. Like, what are we doing? This guy hasn't played since February. We're putting him in the lineup. Yeah, that was I, – I did I had no idea. I'm just watching the game, and I see 18. I'm like, Andreas Janssen. Yeah, like just – What? And, and, and let me clarify, because, like, you and I have talked a lot about, like, why not load up a line, why not load up a line? And it's like, I'm not criticizing him for doing that. I'm criticizing him because it, w- it was a disaster – the second line was a disaster as a result. And I think he waited a little too long. And I think if you're going to deploy that line, you're going to have to deploy it sporadically throughout a game. Not just have them as a set line. Because Torts was just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to put Jones and Wierenski, Le- w- however you say his name, on against... See, I can't even talk. I'm so mad. I think, like, loading up a line, it's like, okay, if, if they're going to throw that D pairing at Austin Matthews, let's try to give him all the help that he can get to, to be successful five-on-five five against that line. And to me, it's just like, okay, I, I can live with that. Let's see how deep this team actually is. If you want to load up a line and, and try to take down the best D pairing, then it's going to be up to your depth 
to fill out the rest of the lineup. And that it just got did not work tonight. out, Yes, man. you just hit it right on the head, dude. Did not work out. That's the point I was trying to make, but I can't. My head is spinning right now just with, like, I just pure anger. It's just like, we're, we're out again. We're not going to it's the second again. round again. We're not going to the second round again. We're, we're it, just, that's it. Go home. Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens are yeah, moving on. The Montreal Canadiens, a team who... When we did the episode last week after that one exhibition game, I came on here like an idiot and was like, oh, the Montreal Canadiens are going to get dummied by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nope. The Montreal Canadiens are going to the sec- to the first round. And we are going home. And of course, they're the only series to go five games, too. Oh, my God. I just... That's... Uh, yeah, oh, man. Like, we... Someone... I, I don't know what they can do at this point. I, I'm just... You, you rebuild and you draft all these new players to kind of go on a run, go on the Penguins run, go on the Blackhawks run. So they did that all properly. They got all the skilled guys. They got all these franchise turning players. And now we've kind of hit a point where we're four years into making the playoffs and it, it's clearly not working out. Like you can cite the OV example of, oh, look at the Caps took them now. At least they won a bunch of series, though. Yeah, at least they, they were, were losing good, yeah. in the second round, third round. Yeah, they just couldn't get it done against Sidney Crosby and some pretty damn good hockey teams. Like losing to the Bruins is no shame. The Bruins are a well-oiled machine, and so are the Capitals. But you're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, who to me are a beatable hockey team, yep. beatable hockey team, yep. and don't have one player making over six million dollars, yep. which frustrates the hell out of me because they just eliminated a team that has three guys making a, a third of the cap. Like, it's just, it's, it's a flawed team. It is. When I look at it like that, it's just, yep. it's, it's not working out and they might have to go back to the drawing board here. So the, and, like, like I said, Kyle Dubas, he has one card left to play and it's, it's moving Marner and or Nylander to try and fix the blue line. You cannot... The blue line is just not good enough. And... No, it's not. And, and you know what, Ryan? So far from it. You hit it on the you hit it on the head a few minutes ago. The The overall depth of the team is not good enough. Like, where was Kasperi Kapanen? Nowhere to be found. Where was Ilya Mikheyev? Nowhere to be found. Ilya Mikheyev was invisible through five games against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, they their their depth is just not as good as people think it is. No. And with all these contracts, man, it's just gonna get like, worse. You look at some of these guys on the Blue Jackets, like Liam Foodie, like just out there all over the ice. Like, where where's Casperi Kapanen? Yeah, that line was terrible. Yeah, that line was terrible. Yeah, and, and I'm with you. I feel bad for Willie because he goes to center, but I I just like you can't trust the guy to do that. No. Like I I would I would have. That's what I'm saying. Immediately I think that was switch a, gears I think that after was a boneheaded decision by Sheldon Keefe to do that. Yeah, like it was a. I thought it was an okay idea at first, but like you just watching the game, and it's like this guy clearly cannot center a line like this in this type of game. Mm-hmm. He can't handle it. He's getting no help either. Nope. And ah, just I don't know what they're gonna do, man. They're kind of just. To me, you could try to move somebody, but. Uh, you're just gonna have to hope for the best because well, I don't they're, think they're much is terrible, gonna change. They're in a terrible situation too, Ryan, because with the with the whole COVID situation and it being a flat cap, 
Like, that's... Ugh. And, like, I hope every guy in that room tonight takes a look around because it's the last time you're all going to be together as a group. Like, has there been a bigger whiff in Leaf history than Tyson Barry? Yeah, he's t- yeah, awful. In the in the category, they traded, they traded one of their heart and soulers yeah. for him too. Even even in the category, like he's right there with David Clarkson for like overhyped guys that you bring in. Clarkson was different; he was a free agent, but like overhyped guys that you bring in that just disappoint. Joe Sackick was just laughing his laughing his ass off after making that trade. What do you do with Freddie Anderson? Like, do you just do you just let him play out the string, and then just say thanks? I it's a tough spot. Like, you look at what happened with uh, the Dion years. Like, they just signed Dion out of necessity, a big deal because they had no better option, and they don't have a better option than Freddie Anderson. They don't have goaltending prospects that are ready to go. No. They don't have a stud coming up. Yep. Uh, Freddie's going to cost demand a lot of money, but at this man, point, he's they, they, they have a they have a four year case of being like, yeah, well, man, like you're pretty good, but you can't win the big game at this no, point. No. It's it's pretty obvious. Like you look like obviously this is the first show we've done in a couple of days, and because um, you know life happens and stuff, but you look at game three, right where they blow the three goal lead. And it's like, you had a three-goal lead. And you choked yeah. it. Like, when your team spots you three, you, you cannot allow four. It's, I don't, I'm not ready. I was just sitting there. I was like, I'm not ready for the conversation we're having right now. I just, I'm not in the mood to talk about it. Like, I'm just not ready for it because it's, it happens every year so soon. Yep. Just. Who are we trading? How are they going to make this team better? Uh, is Freddie Anderson the guy? I, I'm just now we're just back to good old off-season Maple Leaf talk because that's all we've had for years is just off-season chit chat, and they just piss you off, man. Like that's such a winnable series. Yep, yep, and it just shows you that they're just not good enough. Nope. They're not, and I think it's the wrong mix of guys like there's not enough like when Jason Spezza has to feels like he has to go out and drop the mitts to get you going there's something wrong with your your self-motivation and we've been pretty negative here for the first 14 minutes of the show so if I can just take a moment to be positive Austin Matthews was an absolute stud for five games and proved he was the player that I have constantly said that I really want him to be through five games. He was a dominant offensive force. He is the franchise of this team. He is the last player that you should be thinking of moving. He's your Kyle Lowry. Like he's the stalwart. He's he's your best player. So I tip my hat to 34. I thought he was excellent. I thought he was a beast. He put up with that defense pairing all over him for five games. I thought he was awesome. But yeah, everyone else, man. Like, I can't think of one other person who I, like, stood out through all five games. Like, Tavares had his moments where he looked good and then also had moments where he looked awful. Morgan Riley had his moments where he looked good, but also moments that he looked awful. The defense... I'm... 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. with you. I'm with you on Matthews, but I just if if you're listening to this and you got a problem with us being negative, like I, I apologize because yeah. I just I can't be positive right now. I cannot. The defense through and through is awful. Like it's like yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Man. It's like, not even close yeah. to being good enough. No, no, not even close. How can you look at Jones and Wierenski and their age and and their pro and like their ceiling and you just look over and there's Marty Marinson and Cody Cece. Well, this is like, it's just. How can you write that down on your lineup card and be like, this might be good enough to win a cup? Like, deep down, they know it's not. Well, but this is where the finger gets pointed at Kyle Dubas, Ryan, because it's like, dude, you have not fixed this. Like, we've known since two years ago that their blue line wasn't good enough. And he he's done nothing to fix it. All he did was bend over backwards to give Nylander, Marner, and Matthews their money. That's all he did. He's made a couple of moves here and there. He made a nice move bringing in Jack Campbell and Jake Muzzin last year. But you haven't, like, you're right. You look at those two studs on Columbus, and it's like, those are two, like, those guys are elite players who chip up in, in the rush and, like, get involved on the offensive side of the game too, but, like, shut it. Like, they don't have one guy like that. Like, Morgan Riley is not the type of defenseman that either of those two guys that the Blue Jackets have are. He's not. And, that, like, so it's great to have Morgan Riley on your team, and he's he definitely would be a one or a two, but you need another guy that's like that because Muzzin on a cup team is a four. Yeah, it's I've known this for more than two years. It's been a long time that this team has not had the, the players back there to do anything. Like, they just... You're just lying to yourself if you think that, well, if this guy can have a good year, and if this guy can have a good year, like it's just not it. It's so not good enough. It's just not. And if they think it is, they are just lying to themselves. Well, I, I, I in the coming days, I'm telling you, like, I hope Kyle Dubas and Brandon Shanahan have a one-on-one, and Shanny looks at him and says, because you know what, the clock is starting to tick on Brandon Shanahan too, like, like. I'm sitting here pointing the finger at everybody, Dubas included, but you know what? Some of the blame needs to be put on Brendan Shanahan. It's Absolutely. Like, like you you need to sit you need to have the stones to look at your 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 son, Kyle Dubas, and be like, This is not good enough. We gotta fix this. I I just don't think they can fix it at this point. Like those are not contracts that are easy to move and Man, they really just did a number on themselves. I don't know how they're gonna get better. Like, I just don't. Like, I'm just so. I, I'm 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 excited to see what they try to attempt, but I just, man, it's not gonna be easy trying to take a step with with the kerfuffle you're in with all these contracts. Man, I have no idea. I'm. I don't know what, like, in the coming days, you and I will do a full, like, season wrap episode, and we'll go through the whole roster and, like, really assess, like, each player and what we think their future is and give them a grade and everything, but it's just, like, right now, it's, it's, it's all I just got nothing good to say, and I feel, I feel sick. Like, I just, I have nothing good to say. Like, this just, uh, people who, who are diehard fans of this team, they should understand. Like, it's, it's getting a little... It's getting a little sickening. Yeah. 
how gross. how non-successful this franchise is. All right, let's do bum of the series, beauty of the series. So there's an obvious answer for beauty of the series. Do you want to take it? No, you can go ahead. Awesome, Matthews. Rewind this podcast two minutes and you'll hear everything I said about him again. I thought he was a beast. And I thought he was he he showed that he is an elite force in this league. And he's the franchise. Period. Yeah, I'm gonna have to honestly, I'm gonna have to go with Boston Matthews. I'm think I'm sitting here thinking and there's there's no way I can even just come up with a, a different name just for the sake of having a different take than you. Like this guy was just from the drop of the puck till the last second ticked off tonight. He was a stud and an absolute superstar and was uh, phenomenal. He so wanted I'm gonna it, have man. to go with him as well because I just it. don't I just don't feel like sitting here and being like, Well, Jason Spets out a few good shit. Like, no, like Austin Matthews is hands down the beauty of this series. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted it, dude. He was like every shift he wanted it. So hundred percent. And like I said, trade everybody except him. All right. Bottom yeah, of the, honestly. Bottom of the series. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Mitch Marner. Yeah. I'm going to go. I just think, um, he's, he's put in a, a top position and he's in the play a lot and he'll make a couple nice passes and do his, hesitation and find a guy but like this guy just he doesn't bring what needs to be brought for that amount of money and for what this team needs and it's just he's not I don't think he's good enough at all he's just not good enough for that no and and he just bent them over took his money and he's just not that good and he's not that much of a difference maker and I just wanted more from him all the time in this series while watching it. So he's my bum of the series. Yeah. Uh, he he has officially played himself to the top of the assets we can move or should try to move to fix the blue line because the amount of work the blue line needs, you're going to need to move quite a few pieces to get quality assets back, and he's right there. He's at the top of the list, in my opinion. I hold him to a higher standard than William Nylander, too, at this point. So that's why I'm a little more disappointed in him because like, I could go after Nylander like I always do, but my expectations for Mitch Marner are way higher, and he just did not meet any of my expectations uh, consistently in this series. So, Judging by the uh, discussion on Leaf Twitter, you and I are not alone in how we feel about Mitch Marner. But I'm going to do a quick bum of the series, and it's the other obvious name. It's Freddie Anderson. Um, I, he ran out of chances for me tonight. He ran out of chances for me in this series. Quite frankly, he had, he, he was, we know what he is. He's a good goalie and he can make a big save here and there. But is this a guy that is going to go in there and go lights out legend, steal you a series elite Vesna candidate? No, no, he's not. So yeah, he's, he's really not. And he's just. He just can't win the big game. What can I say? Yeah. What, what else can we say? He can stop a million pucks in the regular season, but he just cannot win a big playoff game. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry to everybody listening. Like, I just, 
another year, another year of just feeling dejected and just failure. Why? Why are we? Fa- why do we cheer for this team? Why? Why do we put ourselves through this year in and year out? I don't know, but it's getting laughable at this point. It I is. just don't. I don't. I'm just not enthusiastic at all. Like this is just. I can't believe we're just doing this again. Yep. And we're just the joke of the league again. The Montreal Canadiens fans are laughing at us right now, and they have every right to. Yeah, go ahead. Laugh it up. Yep. You, you, you deserve to laugh it up. Yep. I'm not mad about it. All right, Rye. I think that's enough uh, negative energy for one evening. So we will uh, we will reconvene in the coming days. So give us a day or two. Let's see what happens with the draft lottery. And um, how that unfolds, and then we'll get back and we'll go through the whole roster and do report cards and like after we'll talk about what Dubis's comments are, what Shani's comments are, what Keith's comments are. We'll talk about all that. I'm sorry that um, for the second year in a row we got to cut the postseason pints short. Everyone, I just I'd love to go to the second round and be talking about stuff, but it's just just another year where that's not happening. Yeah, literally, it just cut short again, even shorter than last year. Yep. Well, thanks for downloading, everybody. We'll see you in a couple days. Open a cold one. Do something. At least we have the Raptors. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you still got something. You want to feel good? Watch the Raptors. All right, everybody. Usually do feel good watching the Raptors. Yeah, exactly. There's a team that's got it figured out. All right, everybody. Thanks for downloading. We'll see you in a couple of days. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.